Hello again and welcome to the Biocosmopolitan Death March Review. What I mean by biocosmist anarchism is this. I propose we as humans organize towards the dissemination of DNA-based life throughout the known universe. The goal is to live forever and go anywhere. While I am actually quite excited to die in a radically human way, I don't like the notion of a dead universe. And I do agree that people should generally die when they are finished living rather than when they can't pay for medication. The human species as well will have an appropriate end, but hopefully that's around the time the sun dies, not when some Kim Jong or Donald Duck pushes the button. The prevailing attitudes of space exploration are very frequently equated to the exploration and colonization era of Western capitalism on Earth. This is a mistake. The scale of abuse and suffering incurred by the ignorance of the European invaders is unparalleled in recorded history, and informed by the refusal of the invaders to understand and adapt to new circumstances. Human adaptation to interplanetary travel is more equivalent to early aquatic animals adapting to life on land than any intercontinental migration. Apes have no business floating in space when they are so well evolved for watching sports on Earth. Spacefaring humanity will evolve into something new and difficult to recognize. The radical changes in basic forms of life required to adapt to these conditions must draw on all reservoirs of knowledge. Rather than stagnating in the narrow view of the military-industrial paradigm of the modern aeronautics field, the study of extraterrestrial life has much to gain from those who have close relationships to the non-human biosphere. The slogan, Water is Life, can be applied across the known universe without realistic objections, and still retains its essential truth when applied to Terran and environmental policy. Likewise, it makes no sense for biocosmists to view the destruction of the biosphere as anything but an obstacle to the building of an interplanetary community. Industrial society, with all of its wonders, is an existential threat to life in the universe. There is simply too much we don't know about the biocosm to just march over the universe in iron boots. To inhabit the land, animals evolved into drastic new forms of life, and over time created a massively diverse community of bodies and relationships, which did not previously exist. As humans take to the stars, we must keep two things in mind. First, we will not make these journeys alone. We will bring our biosphere with us. Second, the worlds we explore are as precious as the Earth, and our primary goal should be to learn to commune with them rather than destroy them. If we fail this second goal, we will have lost the wisdom and knowledge of these places contain, and replaced it with some replication of our old lives, rendered a little cheaper and less meaningful by colonial denial. There is an essential tension here, but it is not a contradiction. We must go, but we must respect the new worlds when we arrive. 
If that seems like too much to ask of humanity, then humanity must attempt to better itself. The universe is large and alive, and we are a part of the biocosm, the living world. Prions, viroids, virus, spores, extremophiles, nucleated cells, multicellular organisms, social sets, ecology, cybernetic, Gaia. Life is complex. By definition, life is a complex system which produces imperfect copies of itself through mitosis and meiosis. This is possibly the simplest true statement. Life makes more life by growing and fucking and growing again. Life predates language, unless you count genetic material as language. And even then, life is the object of language. Lots of time has been wasted trying to find a purpose to life, rather than making large lists of things which have life as their purpose. Food preparation, dancing, shitting, language. The Biocosmic Death March Review is dedicated to snuffing out all unliving space-time in the multiverse by ensuring the complete saturation of life throughout all of reality. With a goal and a budget of this sort, it becomes necessary to define our terms somewhat generously. What is life? What is real? And so here in this exceptional mimetic moment point in thought space time, we have undertook to lay it all out for you, dear listener. Life is mostly water sort of a liquid foam of little bubbles made of fat, each bubble containing complex compounds of carbon and hydrogen and nitrogen and phosphorus, and a bunch of other shit that we'll just refer to as natural flavoring. Most life is singular oil bubbles, although a lot of it is globs. Some small percentage of life consists of globs that organize themselves naturally into a very complicated superstructure. They grow bones, one of the natural flavorings being calcium, and get hit by cars on the way to the liquor store. This is a strict definition of life. As you can see, the body of human knowledge is not concise on this topic. This is great for the Biocosmopolitan Death March review, since it means that we aren't on the hook if we can only prove the Gaia theory and then extend it to encompass the entire universe. We pretty much did our job. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to live 
forever. It's taken care of. That, however, would not be great. Because if a universal being did in fact exist, it would at some point become necessary to abolish and consume it, which would probably make us all feel... fine. Let's begin. Life is complex. By definition, life is a complex system that produces imperfect copies of itself through mitosis and meiosis. This is possibly the simplest true statement. Life makes more life by growing and fucking and growing again. This is why organic chemistry has a name that makes no sense. Humans thought that life was a substance, and those idiots were completely wrong. Life is not a substance. It's a set of measurable behaviors exhibited by otherwise inert material. No one challenges this definition, you fucking ridiculous fart. This means that, one, life is information-based rather than carbon-based. Two, all life is observable. Three, to the extent that material is observed to behave as though it were alive is the extent to which it's functionally alive. One jackass says he sees aliens. Aliens can be presumed to exist depending on the credibility of one jackass. Two jackasses, three jackasses, 10,000 jackasses see aliens. All 10,000 of these jackasses cannot be fully trusted, but at some point it's reasonable to presume the secret lives of aliens, of some sort of purposeful and directed jackass probing conspiracy, at the very least. Life predates language, unless you count genetic material as a language, and even then, life is the object of language. Lots of time has been wasted trying to find a purpose, rather than making large lists of things.